Hello and welcome everybody to the Father, the Daughter, and the Holy Podcast. Join my father and I as we discuss relevant and meaningful ideas and values inspired by the weekly Torah portion. Our goal is to open our discussion to you in the hopes that it will give you something to think and reflect on, as well as be another interesting conversation that you can have with your family, friends, and peers. So let's delve right in. All right. Hello and welcome, everybody. We are going to be talking about community and Pesach and lots of fun stuff. So let's get started. Abba, what do you want to talk about yeah, today? Yeah, so um, <laughs> I wanted to use this time to dedicate, like, we'll see how many of our talks we can dedicate to it. But I want to talk about ideas of community because it's something that I'm thinking about, something that I'm working on, it's something that I'm trying to implement. In, in any way that I can. And I, I think the idea of community is important for anyone in the world, but especially for us, our people, the lives that we live are very much informed by practices that need community. So one of them has to do with Pesach. Mm. Pesach is, uh, is a community holiday in the sense that from the um, beginning, um, it, the practices or the, uh, the rituals, the mitzvos, the original mitzvah, perhaps, that was given to the Jewish people as a whole was a mitzvah that actually divided them into smaller units. <clears throat> it wasn't like the the revelation of the giving of the Torah, the revelation of Pesach, which was also a kind of a mini-revelation, because they were being informed what to do, even though they hadn't formally accepted upon themselves commandments and mitzvahs, but they were doing a mitzvah as a whole, people they were being told do these things because god said through the prophet of moshe and by doing that they're getting to a whole new plateau by bring bringing the reality into the world of god's presence through doing observing commandments the thing is that the commandment here um was very dramatic it was the whole episode is is filled with uh you know, uh, suspense. You know, you imagine the people kind of cowering or hiding in their homes um, while the uh, the plague, you know, passes over their homes. I think the Prince of Egypt tried to somehow express this uh, type of fear, um, but I don't think it could justifiably uh, do do any any service to it. Really, you know, for for adults. It must have been a scary time. It's a scary time. It's a moment of transition. It's anyway a scary time for people because they're breaking the bonds slowly of slavery of hundreds of years, and they're trying to transition to a new place. And everything about that transition is very much celebrated in the holiday of Pesach. Mm-hmm. So the holiday of Pesach celebrates that moment where we're eating the carbon at the cusp of our liberation. And we go from the eating of that sacrifice that was brought individually, as we'll explain in a minute, by by groups, um, the people kind of in their homes feeling a certain sense of, I guess, uh, privilege, a certain sense of being saved, being redeemed, because there was a stark contrast that was going on, that those that are outside and those that are inside. If you go out, outside, you're subject to the mashchit, you're mm-hmm. subject to the, like, the destructor, the destructive force that was like, indiscriminately at least it looked that way killing people right we call it the plague of the firstborns 
And on the inside, people were living uh, the life of spirituality and, and complying with the divine command. So it's a, it's a very poignant moment in our history. But the point I want to make over here is that that moment, it's almost like a revelatory moment, is lived in community. It's not lived in public. It's not like the whole people brought together a, you know, it could have been construed another way. It wasn't like the whole people gathered in the strength in numbers and, you know, here we are with a force field around us and we're bringing one sacrifice if that's what God wanted us to do or do something else, right? We're still, we're, we're not at that point. That's that's going to be the giving of the Torah and that, and, and that moment of, of Harsinai. But this moment is the moment of gathering together and the Torah makes a big point of expressing what type of gathering it is. It's a gathering of family um, but if there's not enough people in the family to use one animal and eat it, you know, with enough to go around. <clears throat> in other words, if there's a family that can use one animal to, with enough to feed everyone there, so then they would do it in the family, first and foremost. But if they had a small family, they can imagine an old couple, so they would join together with other members of the family, or they would invite others. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It said that they would they would invite their neighbors and invite others. It would be which really means like a like a a slaughtering of an animal um, for the amount of people that were there. Mm-hmm. Right? It was like, and in those days, you can imagine, you know, um, the procuring of meat from an animal was an entire process it could have taken a day or so right <clears throat> so when people made you know today when they make barbecues and people think barbecue you don't really see very often a guy making a stoking up our barbecue and like eating it himself you know what i'm saying it's like a weird thing it's like <laughs> it's i don't like know extra <laughs> yeah we used to also think of like i don't know this is really getting off the topic but really like watching television you didn't watch television by yourself either you watched it with the family it used to be when televisions came out you see these pictures of the family sitting down after dinner and watching television together, and they will watch a program. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like so foreign right. to us. But there's certain rituals that call and bring people together, right? So this is a ritual that's bringing people together to experience something together, not as a whole of the entire Jewish nation, but as as families or extended families or invites that people can share of their you know goodness of their uh, resources with others right so that, that configuration is something that reminds me of the idea of community and what i'd like to discuss is um the idea of what i think is the the concentric circles that make for a healthy um uh, the optimum the optimally healthy individual which mm-hmm. means um what what is the what is the nature of community? Why do you need it? Why do we need it? In other words, uh, we have individuals, and an individual can be, let's say, healthy or not. But you have an individual. An individual, by definition, is born into a family, right? Pretty much, unless the world uh, succeeds in destroying that too. But you know, <laughs> I mean, the family unit is being redefined, and it's not really a mother and a father anymore. So, but uh, for some people, anyway. But let's not go there. Let's just say the, the family unit is a typical family unit. <clears throat> you have a father and mother and maybe siblings, right? So that's an individual family unit. And the family unit, the, the parents also have brothers and sisters, right? And they have parents. And they, right? So you, mm-hmm. you have a, a family unit. Um, 
beyond the family unit, you have what? You have you have the people that surround you physically. Right. You have, but you could say that you have the world, <laughs> because what's the difference between whatever happens after your family, which is your biological connection to other people in the world, then you have the non-biological connection, or at least not no biological connection that you could that's significant to you, mm -hmm. right? Maybe you know we're all children of one God and children of one man and woman, but that's not the point. The point is that you don't, people aren't conscious of the fact that they're biologically related to whoever, that's not really part of the family. So once you leave the, let's say, community of family, then you, then what? Then, then is there any significance to any grouping beyond that, right? In other words, let's say you identify with the world. You, you, I have my family, and then I identify with the world. Whoever's part of the world, I that's huge. Though. I identify that's with whoever. But it's like, I, what do I do for the world, right? In other words, I think every community has to be defined by three things, which is very has to do a lot with the way we perceive it. I think in Judaism and in maybe all religions, but is who I am, right? Who I am, what I believe, and what I do about my beliefs, right? So. So who I am is very much uh, defined by your place in the world and your family. A person's original self-understanding is very, very influenced by his parents and by his family, his mm -hmm. immediate family. They're the ones that kind of give you, you're born into the seno familiar, as we say, like into the, to the breast of the family. So that it, uh, it cultivates and it nourishes you, right? And it nourishes your identity. Your original um, identification is going to be with those that are closest to you, right? Then your choice for who you're going to convene, who you're going to group up with, join with, uh, collaborate with, uh, become friends with, that could be anyone. In other words, why? Right. What? what is the grouping? Is there such a grouping called the grouping of community? past family that's different than the rest of the world. I mean, I have, let's say, especially today, where there's no real physical borders. I have a community online, let's say, that spans countries and time zones. And what difference does it make? So what's, is there any circle in these concentric, concentric circles of like individual family, then between family and everybody else out there? Is there something else that is significant? That is significant. In other words, that, that's, the, that's the essential question that we're asking. Is there, is there something there that's significant? That, and let, let me explain what I mean. That by concentric circles, I, I understand that, that a person moves ideally from one circle to another. And each circle um, contributes something to the makeup of that person in a, in a healthy way. A person extends beyond himself. In other words, the bottom line is, that person shouldn't live for themselves alone. Mm -hmm. They should live for those that are around them, right? And become completely integrated and a part of them and an important part, hopefully, so that they can make a contribution and they could find meaning, which is ultimately the source of meaning, the, 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 the ability to transcend yourself and your own concerns and interests and Connection needs. Connection to other people. And connect and serve. Be there for however you feel in that sentence. So... If you're going to be there for your family, you're going to you're going to be part. You're going to collaborate. You're going to join. You're going to uh, connect to your family, um, so that because they're the like the building blocks of your identity, right? 
So the assumption of the concentric circles is that, that you go to the next circle because that gives you another part of your um, construction of, of, the, this, of the human being. And then if we're saying the community is that circle, then you need to go there if there's a definition to that. And then perhaps after that, you can go to bigger circles like maybe peoplehood, right? Or, right, if you belong to a people, which is larger than a particular community and then you can go to the world mm -hmm. so the way i see it for a jew it's actually individual family community people world mm -hmm. okay so the theory the theory is is that you that these these concentric circles will will they kind of in in um they kind of um inform and affect each other so in other words, if a person has a strong family connection that was fostered when they were young, right, that person is in better standing, is in a better position to be able to give to a larger community, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the question is, is that enough? Or is it that if you work within community, right, then you're more well suited for working within the, the people, the people uh uh, concentric circle the people uh you know the reaches of people in other words if you work well within if, if, if a person um takes advantage of the community and is fought and creates community connects to community then they'll be better suited to co connect to the next level of co of connection which is the, the connection you have to to the people that you belong to and then in in as much as that's true then it will be true that if you connect to the people in, a, in whatever you're supposed to do in that part of the circle, then you can extend out to the, the last concentric circle, which is the community of man or the community of, 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 of life, the community of the world, right? So you're proposing that there, the concentric circles that you're talking about are actually also um, leveled, so to speak, meaning when first, in order to connect to family, you have to first be able to be in a healthy individual space. Right. Once you can connect to your family, you now have the tools and abilities to connect to community, which I hope you'll explain later what you mean by community, because there's individual, family, community, whatever that means. And then there's peoplehood, which in this case, let's just call it like the Jewish people, or um, if, you, if you're from a different religion, then you would say uh, the Christian people, or the Muslim people, or the Buddhist people, right? The mm -hmm. religion, or the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, religion. You belong to a people. A people however you define it. Um, and then you would say humanity as a whole. Right. And in order to really connect healthily with the next concentric circle that is wider than the one that you're currently in, you have to be able to healthily connect in the circle until in all the circles prior to that one. Right. So this is the like theory achieve, I have. Achieve the next level kind of thing. I have, I have found some things to support it. I can't remember now over the years that I've read some things. But, but I think that of all the circles, the, the one that's least defined is the community circle. And I, think, oh, right. and I think that's why people have a tendency to skip over it. Because, because individuals and individual families, a family is much more easily defined. A people's a people. People, a people is defined by, you know, common history, common ideals, um, common values, um, a, a common mission, right? Those are all things that create community too, but 
it's on just a much larger scale. And then the world, which is what brings us all together is we're all human, <laughs> you mm. know, and uh, I guess we could, we could say most of us on the planet would, would be in agreement that it's probably best that we do our best as a humankind to create the best circumstances for humankind on the planet, I guess. I think that's what, um, as a point in case in point to what I'm saying, a lot of times you can find people who, for example, have maybe a low self-esteem, or even if they have a good self-esteem, their individual level, their, their, their epicenter is a little bit off, or if, even if it's not, but their family life is really off, right? And what do they do? They jump to worldwide causes, right? Let's, you know, I'm going to sell my soul for climate change, right? Very often, my argument is, is that you'll see that the the way they do it is a little bit off kilter. It's not balanced. It's not balanced. It it ignores the considerations of people along the way that a person would have learned if they would have been really connected to family and really connected to community. Interesting. So you're so what you're proposing that a lot of the times people who are the face or part of um, big movements or um, they get ungrounded who, who don't have a healthy um, epicenter in these concentric circles that we're talking about. So it could be on a personal level. It could be in a family member. Well, epicenter, I mean the person himself, just the person mm -hmm. in themselves. But yeah, then then you're likely to see people who are behaving in a way that doesn't take into consideration um, the skills or the understandings that a person who has a healthy um, sense of self or, and or you also mentioned family would have because there's there's that lack of understanding of what it means to relate on a healthy level to yourself to other people in your family so therefore there's something a little bit off in the way you pursue a cause and you prioritize that over people mm -hmm. No, it, it needs it needs elucidation. It needs like a good way of <clears throat> expressing this, you know, precisely, and that's really what I'm working on. But, but I firmly believe this, and I, I think you can find it in just many different ways. But, um, I just find like the people that have done so much destroying in the world are very often people who skip those steps. Mm. I mean, this is not that's not a new thing. I mean, you know, every person that works in the mental health field will say that you know a horrible sense of self or a sense of guilt or a sense of you know shame shame or a person of course in and of themselves the person the way a person deals with themselves is also probably is the most important factor of how it's going to affect others and how this person is going to try to connect or disconnect or whatever he's going to do in the world but the family's there to help that construction of self and when it's not there or if it's very it's a negative right if, the, if there's abuse or if there's horrible disconnect within the family then how is the person supposed to build on on those two steps mm -hmm. and those two building blocks in order to extend out towards the community it's always going to be based on some you know basis of weak weakness of it's it's going to be coming from uh unless a person is very very special and can like you know transcend but it usually um what happens is is that the person has a very strange um idea of what people are about mm -hmm. it's interesting because when you started that sentence i thought you were going to take it somewhere else like when you were talking about the idea i i think that i've seen with the people that i work with 
um, a lot of the teenagers now who have a lot of um, struggles when it comes to connecting with themselves and their families, um, saying the, the, the students that I'm working with, a lot of them are coming with a lot of um, family struggles and um, I see a lot that when they're struggling with themselves or struggling with the family, the next step of connection is, is not usually um, the close, the people around them per se. I find a lot of times people reach out to the next best thing in their mind is the world. Like if you go on YouTube and you read the comments, comments is my favorite place on YouTube. They've got the best things. People just uh, people spill spewing. secrets and and things that are hilarious, things that are sad, things that are scary. People just look for connection on these very public, very um, open mediums because people want to connect. And if they feel like they can't connect. Um, on a basic level, which I would say is is the circle of yourself and your family, then the next best thing is going to be everyone else because you hope that you'll just fling spaghetti at the wall and something will stick. Um, I like that. I like that metaphor. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. And I think that, which is, I, th I think, what you're coming with also when it comes to community, a lot of us don't really know what community is. Well, that that's a, you're touching that point right now because... It happens in the modern age that we just jump over this community. If community is a thing, everybody's jumping over it. Right, because we don't really know what it is and everything's become so individualized. So this is what I want to say because, because you, you're you going to have it. to go soon. But I, I think what, what I want to suggest is that, like we said, individual, you know, you can be a philosopher and try to, you know, define it even, even deeper. But an individual is kind of, for us right here, right now, you know, we don't need that much definition for what an individual is. We don't need that much definition for what a family is. We shouldn't anyway, right? I don't think, right? It's, there's a family unit. And the family unit is, it can be you know, smaller or bigger, more extended, less extended, but you know, it's blood. Then the third thing is what? So if you jump to peoplehood, that's also much easier to imagine what it is. Because people is you belong to a people and you belong to, a, like I said, a common past, common future, a, you know, a common mission common values, common ideals that are just because you pertain to that. You, and in certain, um, in certain cases like ours, the, the Jewish people, you belong to it because you're born in, into it. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you belong to it because you're born into it. So, so you are there, right? So if you want to go and connect to that, it's, it's a little bit more defined. It might be harder in certain ways, but it's... But and also then, easier in the same right ways. because it, yeah because it's kind of out there and you and if you're a serious uh, studier of your past and your future and what uh, what Judaism is about you're going to have many more uh, methods and ways and and vehicles to use to try to connect to that people right um, and then the world right then then there's the world and and then perhaps as if the mission of the people is trying to reach out to the world. You can imagine peoples that don't have nothing to do with the world. We're a people and we kind of stay insulated. But if your people is a people like the Jewish people that has a mission also towards the world, so then you can take that mission further as a as a mission towards the people and take it towards the world and connect to the world through your peoplehood, right? So then the question is then what is that level between family and people? Mm -hmm. And I think community is a thing. And I think that the example that the Torah is trying to set here in the inception, at the inception of the Jewish people in, the, in Egypt, in that experience is trying to show you that 
the first act, the first public act as a people, first has to, and foremost has to be done within the family and the concentric unit of family, maybe close friends, very familiar um, friends like neighbors, shcheno, karove love, people that you know, <clears throat> right? So I I really think that that what it's saying is is that um, the 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 creation and the establishment of the people and the first strong experience as a people is not as a people. It's really as a, as a units a unit of family and friends, right? It's a really a unit of family and friends. And I would say that that essentially is what community is. Community is you is it's. It's saying basically that the concentric circles are you looking as if you are looking, peering out from your existence outwards, as if you're like a system, you know, a solar system or concentric circles. Basically, you're peering out. So what you see first are those are those circles. So what you see first is your family, and what you see after that is the those that are close to you, because of geographically close to you, just. I would even say that almost geographically is is enough because there's a there's 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 a certain reality that's created when you live next to people. Mm -hmm. Or like um, presentially maybe because their school your school may not be closer <clears throat> than uh, the place where you live, but um, they're the people that you spending significant amount of right. presential time with. It's, it's 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 much it's much more. In other words, you're spreading out towards more ephemeral. Like when you get to peoplehood. You're talking about more con conceptual values. You know, you're you're together because you you might have a common history, but you're more bound by the values uh, and and the and the the, the you know the pre the concepts, the precepts, the 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 ideas that you believe in together, right? But the people that live with you are much are much more. It's much more immediate. It, this is your reality too, just like your family is your reality. So. You can't say that these people don't live next to you. Right? They mm -hmm. all live next to you. So you live in a commune. It used to be people lived in communes for survival, right? In you know the prehistoric age, and even afterwards, when life's tough, you need to live together, not just in family units, but also you herd together so that you're stronger together, right? Mm -hmm. People in a religious community, or not a religious community, but certainly in a religious community, live together because we're stronger together. So there's a purpose why people live together. There are needs that we need to accomplish for each other. So the Pesach itself is one of those needs. We need to do a Pesach. Maybe your neighbor doesn't have a Pesach. Maybe he doesn't have an animal. Right? You have an animal. You can provide him with a religious service that he needs just like you. It's just like living together with people so you can pray together because the law will say that you need a certain amount of people so it be his modus most effective. Right? So you're, you're living together providing and supplying um, and the, for the needs of others and others supplying for your and contributing to your needs, right? And those, then that community is something that's defined on just, I think, ge geography. People are geographically close together. The reality is that they're living together in a, with, a, in a, in a, with a, a considerate proximity. And that proximity makes for a reality. If you choose to ignore every, the, every person that lives around you, I feel that you're not going to be as best suited to start helping others. I think that's the principle of the matter. The principle of the matter is your reality is yourself. You need to look at yourself and understand yourself and take care of yourself and be kind to yourself and have a good relationship with yourself, especially when we, I think we once spoke about this, about you know the duality that we understand in our religion as being like a, a body and a soul. 
So even within, there is like a binary way of looking at yourself too, which is a relationship between your body and your soul. So you have to have your own good, healthy relationship between the, the basic yin and yangs that you represent as a person, right? The, 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 the competing ideas of yourself. You have to have a good relationship with yourself. When you, you have that, then towards your family, you can choose to relate to them in a, as a, in a much more health, from a much more healthy place. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can choose to relate to those people that are the sec- third concentric circle, or the people that live around you, mm-hmm. because they live around you, <laughs> right? And it's an opportunity for you to relate to other people, extend your light or extend your contribution or extend yourself beyond to that level where the people that are around you are also feeling what it is that you can can give, can add, can contribute, um, can ask from them, can receive also, mm-hmm. right? And and uh, and hopefully be an example to, to better the lot of whoever it is that lives around you. Mm-hmm. So you're, the, the points out that you're bringing that what makes community is presence. We're, you're calling it geographical, um, the geographical location of you and other people, proximity, um, and then the um, mutual supplying and receiving of services and needs and um, I don't know if products is the right word, but there is there's a a mutual you giving to provide for others and others giving you in order to sustain you. Right. The, the, ultimately, the idea is care and it's concern. Like a, what's it? It's symbiosis. Symbiotic relationship between you and other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is an important thing. Just like you would say, if you had a relationship with your fam- family that was transactional, if you called the relationship with your family transactional, you would say, eh. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I mean by transactions. Like you do this, I do that. You do Tip this, I do that. Right? It's like what? What can I? What can I get? You know, what have you done for me lately? What can I get out of this? So you'd say, because mm, where's the love, brah? Right? So, where's the love? Right. So where's the, where? Where's the care and concern, really, for mm-hmm. the other person, just as being another person? We could also argue, I think, that if it really were transactional, it wouldn't really give you what you need. Because people need more than just services. Exactly. People need And then they start, and what happens when they connection. feel... Right. So when they feel that they're not getting it from the family, so they look out, like you're saying. A lot of lonely souls online who just need love and are just trying to get some type of reaction from somebody out there. Mm-hmm. It's completely pathetic. But um, if that's really what they're doing... But we kind of all fall into it because, like, who doesn't like a little bit more recognition? You know, you can get us, you can get a buzz by by what you said, a joke, and you don't even know exactly who you're talking to. But someone's seeing you. Yeah. Someone cares about you. you someone know, thinks you're cool and smart and pretty. Right. You know. You know that uh, that feeling. You know, when you're in a kind of let's say a community. Let's call it a community. Like I was just on this bike ride, so two day bike ride. So it's like a biking community, right? Now, a lot of times I found myself like there are certain people that you say, oh, this guy is like interesting looking, cool. But you, you're you already thinking like, I don't have time because I have to do this and I have to. And you kind of like walk by people and you say, oh, yeah, how you doing, buddy? You know, whatever. And you don't even introduce yourself. You don't even create the place or the space for, for a further relationship with the guy. Mm-hmm. And I remember like, you know, seeing that a lot. And, and it happens in all kinds of places. It happens in shul, it happens in synagogue, it happens in wherever you're convening. I think at this point it really is the way we 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 
we behave at this point when everyone has their phones out all the time you're on a bus you're on an elevator whatever it is everyone is in their own world no one's looking to the person next to them and asking them how they're doing what's okay, going but on there see that's what i'm saying like otherwise we're going to like max out all of us because what i'm saying is it is a, what gives you a way of thinking about about how to behave like you're on a bus right is it the same if you're on a bus that you don't extend yourself to relate to the person next to you versus if you're sitting next to somebody who comes to your home who's your neighbor and you also don't extend yourself to them right you it's not the same but i will argue that but i didn't say anything yet i'm just saying is that if you if you don't if you don't want to be the if you don't want to tra- let her, it's, it's nice to want to save the world and say i want the world to be a calmer peace or place so I'm, whoever i see i'm going to say hello to i'm going to extend myself to them right but certainly you would be much more amiss if you didn't do it to somebody that the expectation is higher and the expectation is higher is because he lives right next to you mm-hmm. i mean like you don't even right but i think that the circles in our our society has changed those circles which is as we're talking i'm thinking why so many of us skip community because because it's right here it's on your computer because the world that they're close because the world right outside of your families are already complete strangers but why are they, the people in this building do you know who they are barely but the, now so so let me make the argument that relating to the people in this community or the people that live in this square of four blocks it, it would be more important than to try to reach out to someone somewhere because here the 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 occurrence or the the frequency of of actually being able to do for each other is much higher i wouldn't argue the, that it's it, in other words what i'm saying what i'm trying to say is before <laughs> what i'm trying to say is because it's a hard concept but it's 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 that it's that what could lead to a real relationship asks more of us to extend ourselves towards that relationship mm-hmm. so you understand it's it's not complicated i just think that there's complexity within the way we view it today which is i'm just trying to kind of bring into more focus why we are failing at community so much today well i think because we're failing at relationships period right. i just think we're feeling relationships we because no one's no one wants to leave their comfort zone anymore because people aren't i see it at school all the time with with students no one no one feels okay being uncomfortable like and approaching people and and talking and saying hi because that next concentric circle like after your family has already become very public because everything already is is public and you share your life with everybody online and everyone in this so therefore there's already so much um openness that everyone really besides your family is already everyone else out there um and no one everyone's closed off into their own own world um, yeah well what what the, the argument is is that the um, is that proximity is the definition of community and it's it's just it's trying to it's trying to uh <clears throat> it's trying to hook into um the reality in other words the people you relate to are the concentric circles about of the people that you relate to are those people that realistically are more related to you so you're more related to yourself more than anybody else. You're more related to your family more than anybody else. You're more related to the people that live next to you. Now, I know that you're saying that that's been challenged because in the virtual world or in the in the cyber world or in the internet world, um, there's an interconnectivity that can exist all over the world and people can love each other across the planet, you know, by making virtual communities. And I have nothing against that. I'm not saying this is a, I'm not saying that if, 
it's not but necessarily anything against it. I'm just I just saying think something it does... more real than about being being able to you know see someone, feel someone, feel their presence. And if that's the case, the people that are your immediate proximity are those people that constitute your community. What about the people who <clears throat> I don't know? Let's say myself. I live here, and there are people you know around. But um, I don't feel, and I, I think a lot of people don't feel the community where they live because for whatever reason, either community there's so... too big or there's no uh, common meeting ground or you don't just see people anywhere. So well, you know, well, for the people who, who aren't meeting neighbors or meeting the people next to them, how would you define community then? Well, well now you're talking about the dynamics of community and, and like how to, how to go about making one, but, mm -hmm. but I'm, not, I'm not getting there. Okay. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I mean, uh, certainly, like I said, the basics of the community is going to be who am I in the community, right? What do we all believe, right? And what are we going to do? That's the basics of it, right? So, so it, it's, it's um, at some point in you can relate to anybody because there's probably something you are going to believe, but it's going to be a lot harder to create a community with non, uh, you know, people that don't share your values, right? So people think that uh, leaving a huge mess all over the place and not being responsible for your property or for your children is like a value for them, or it's like, or it's like, that they don't consider the value of taking care of your children and taking care of your property and being responsible for your, you know, your neighborhood as a, as a value, you're going to constantly crash into that, um, that conflict all the time. And you're not going to want to connect to them, right? Because you're going to have to get over it. Now, I'm not saying you can't get over it. You could, as long as you have other values that you can rally around, right? If you have religious values or spiritual values or, other human values that you can relate to, then you can look past it and you're probably going to have to do that a lot in your life anyway when you get stuck with people that you just don't, you know, you don't know if you really share that much with. But the point is, that's a separate thing, like how to get over yourself. But if you can create a space where people can give and take in the proximity of your neighborhood, let's say, right, and people can feel that they have a place there, and people can feel that we're here together, we're in this together, right? And people can feel because because there's a stated purpose and people can feel that they have what to do there, then you have a community. And I think that that's the strong um, connection that you can create in that kind of community will take you further on your road towards being like a, a world person, like a worldly person, a person who really has a solid basis of what he can contribute he or she can contribute to the world that's my theory mm -hmm. and i think like i said i think the you know starting nissan the month of nissan um is where the torah starts emphasizing these ideas and i think that one of the best best examples is the carbon pesach the mitzvah of the carbon pesach which arguably can 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 be said is the first mitzvah given to the people mm -hmm. right to carry out together is something that they carried out in these you know concentric communities right follows through also into the our seder of uh pesach that we do now when right. we start magid the first oh. thing that we do is invite those around us right and you'll see even today 
when you look online, if you put community, Pesach, something, you'll always find the Seder, of, you know, the Seder of Pesach in community, you know, because it's pattern after the Pesach. All of a sudden, everybody gets together on Pesach, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like part of the the spirit of the of the practice. Nice. I, I, liked, I liked how you brought out the point of how the first the first revelation that we have as a nation actually happens in units as opposed to mass revelation. I think that's a cool point to think about. What I'm saying is on a larger scale is that you, you can't skip. It's not good to skip those concentric circles of relationships. Mm-hmm. I always think that we end up paying the price when we when we do. All right, well, I'm going to go save the beans and the rest of supper. (laughs) And that's a wrap, my friends. We hope that our conversation inspired you and gave you something to chew on. Please send us your feedback, questions, comments, topics you'd be interested in discussing, and even triggers so we can generate more relevant and meaningful conversation. You can contact us at fdhp.feedback at gmail.com. And we are wishing you a blessed week and we'll catch you next time.